0: Have you ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night? Hello? Hello? Ever seen something you couldn't quite explain? What's that? Ever been visited by a loved one in a dream? What are you? Psychic mediums Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons-Polito talk about it all. Welcome to the Psychic on the Scene podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Psychic on the Scene. Here with you always is your favorite redheaded psychic, Katie Manning-Hilton. And always with me is my wonderful friend and producer, D Scott. It's me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and my other wonderful friend and co-host and psychic medium, Michelle Lyons-Falito. Hey there. And um, we just had Barbie, Barb Neznick on um, from Willow Tree Wisdom on another topic. Was it the last show, I think? And um, now we got her back again because Alex Bradley, I'm calling him out on this, messaged me one morning and said Katie I had a dream about you last night you and I were sitting and talking and we were talking about walk-ins and I woke up like oh my gosh has she ever done a show about walk-ins and I said I messaged back I was like I don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> and he's like you have to do a show on it so Good I started call, to do like- the <laughs> right I, the, I started to do a deep dive on it, and this is when, you know, I say to my clients and my students, every time I think I have some wealth of knowledge, something like this comes up, and I'm like, you don't know shit. And so I started to, to go through it, and I thought, you know who will know more information on this? Barb Mesnick. So sure. welcome back, Barb. Hey, Barb. So I'm not an expert
1: on this. Can
0: okay. you hear me? Yeah. Yes?
1: Okay, I'm not an expert on this. I don't know like how you could be an expert on this because there, mm-hmm. there's no way to like substantiate that somebody is really a walk-in. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the, the, the three of us I know have kind of dealt with a different kind of walk-in, um, the kind mm-hmm. that, that walks in without permission.
0: Yes.
1: But yes. tonight I think we're talking about walk-ins that walk in with permission.
0: So explain to our listeners the concept of walk-ins.
1: So a walk-in is a trade. So a walk-in is always done with permission. Um, Mm -hmm. And usually it's someone that is just really like struggling with life and they don't Mm want to be here anymore. So they are usually contacted by a benevolent being who's got some kind of an urgent need to come in at this time
2: work to do um
1: and so they make a deal um part of the deal is you know the benevolent being will you know so this is a way that you can leave this plane without like you know uh some people believe if you commit suicide you go to hell um some people believe if you if you you know leave before your time like it just builds up really bad karma so part of the agreement with this deal is you you don't have to have any kind of karmic or you know like soul penalties for leaving before right. you've completed the task that you set out to complete because you're doing a favor too you're so doing the, you're doing a good a kindness for humanity
2: and there, so there's the walk out and then the walk in
1: yeah
0: So the, what I, one of the ones I read about was a family member that was in the hospital and, um, the person was becoming nonverbal and, um, they thought unresponsive and literally woke up and was talking and, and, and walking. And they said there was basically no way that could have happened. Yes. I believe in miracles but they had believed that it was a walk in. There were some changes in the personality. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question is, is this just another name for channeling possession or even multiple personality?
1: So no. Okay. I think it is. I think it is a a genuine transfer of consciousness. Um, So You know, I I think, well, maybe everybody didn't because you guys said you didn't. But in the 70s, um, like Ruth Montgomery wrote a couple of books, like Strangers Among Us and Aliens Among Us. And it was all on the topic of Mm walk-ins. So, um, and I, you know, I read that book a long time ago, and I probably didn't think that much of it. But, and then, you know, I don't know... I don't remember if it was a journey or somebody told me, but like so, Steve Jobs was a walk-in. Yes, I heard that too. Yeah, you said that to us. One of the most fascinating things about Steve Jobs is he had pancreatic cancer for thirty years. How did he live? How did he live so? Yeah. So most people get pancreatic, and I, you know, like that was one of the things I like, you know, because he was he was very holistic. He managed the cancer herbally you know and he took all kinds of herbs and supplements he ate a macrobiotic diet um and then supposedly a friend of his convinced him to get a liver transplant so he went off all the herbs and supplements and that's when the the cancer got the better of him but you know i remember here, and <laughs> he was a walk-in you know it might have been you know so whatever entity he traded places with you know may have been able to keep that cancer at bay until right. the second task you know until the the, the, the entity's task was completed and then cancer took the body. Yeah, um,
2: fascinating. Sometimes you see people that the, the walk-ins, they, they have health problems that are new too.
0: Yes. I did see that too, Michelle.
2: Cause it, it's cause you got to trade right down. Cause you know, you think when a woman conceives, there's a soul up in heaven that says I got dibs on that and I've heard it. They call it dibs. And so it's in and out of that body, the baby, until the cord's cut. And then when the cord is cut and the baby's alive, then the soul cements itself in, so to speak. So during that time, it's in and out. It kind of gives its soul code to the cell. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's basically setting up the, it's like getting into a car and putting the seat in the mirrors where you need it. That's what I like to think of it as. So- well,
1: you know, so when you guys, you know, like I've read books on walk-ins, and and there's actually now a couple of associations for people that think they are walk-ins. You know, I don't, I, um, I have I I don't know. You know so you would
0: know? That. Hang on, hang on. So you would know if you had done this?
1: Well, so so maybe, maybe maybe not. Um, well, I okay. One of the women and the the woman that put the idea on Ruth Montgomery's head was a woman named Laura, and she wrote to her to ask her what she knew about walk-ins or if she would like write a book or research it. And as it turned out that this woman, Laura was actually a walk-in, but it just took her a while. Um, you know, and her, her traumatic experience was like a really bad divorce that she went through and she was just thinking she was going to end it. So it took her a couple of years to actually realize that, you know, she was a walk-in when she contacted Ruth Montgomery, she didn't know, but you know, a lot of times, so it's just like dying. There's there's psychopomps. There's spirits on both sides of the veil that mm-hmm. you know should help these um walk-in spirits adjust. But
0: you know, so different than is- possession, hang on. So different than possession or different than um even sometimes channeling is um or it multiple it, it is a contract you knowingly make. Maybe you don't remember, but You're it's right with so. your own agreement. Um that you're going to do this for X amount of time and um, that maybe there's some more work that that physical being needs to do so is there a thought that it's either of um, basically a more evolved or divinely evolved person so oh, would yeah. it be the
1: person that comes in is somebody like okay you know so Ben Ben Franklin was a walk in I, I did a really cool journey to Ben Franklin after I guys talked to you. Oh, Gandhi cool. was a walk in um, uh, Henry Firestone was a walk in, you know, there are people that need to come at certain times to help, help humanity, like move, you know, like the shofar home horn, like Moses blew that Ram's horn because the people were stuck. You know what I mean? So that was to kind of get them to move from the, 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 the astrological cycle of the bull to the Ram. That's Mm -hmm. kind of what walk-ins are doing. You know, there's humanity might not be going in the wrong direction, or maybe there's something, you know, that they need to know that'll help, you know, move us forward. But but it is, it's benevolent, you know, they, and, and supposedly right now, because, you know, the earth is supposed to shift on its axis. And, and Mm -hmm. I don't know when that's going to happen sometime during the age of Aquarius, Aquarius, but, supposedly there's more walk-ins right now than there's ever been because we just need that much help to, to get any of us to survive the shift. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so even if our physical bodies don't, don't survive the shift, you know, we will survive anyway, whether we live or die, we will survive. Yeah. But, you know, um, they, they say right na- right now, the number of walk-ins is at an all time high um, because we've got some big, energetic yeah. shifts coming up.
0: Well, listen, we all know and if you've been watching the news or anything else, there's a lot happening more than I can ever remember, but especially with these things having to do with um strange lights in the sky, strange lights in Las Vegas recorded yeah. by multiple people out there and and everybody just stood there and watched it. It had nothing to do with the the government or um anything like that. So there's some other stuff that's going on that um, even, even if you are a person, which I love a lot of this stuff, I love hearing about the things that are conspiracy theories that have to do with certain um, stars or political figures that are not the same people anymore. And they'll do, Dee probably has done this on his own show, but where they've done the comparisons of their photos and there's no way it's the same person. Right. Now, that may just be a physical, um, you know, somebody hired by Hollywood, a dupe to, to fill in. But how do we know that there isn't something to be illuminated because we've idolized these people for so long that they're actually kind of showing themselves, and it's part of that walk-in, that you agreement. You know what,
1: Katie? I had to journey on this, and, you know, so whether, whether there's any validity to you guys – in the my journeys, that you know, that's that's up to you. But for me, there is, and that was one of the things that I asked, and they said that right now, none of our political leaders are are walk-ins. No. None of our political <laughs> leaders are really like um, uh, facilitating Schmerz. us moving in the right direction. <laughs> as, as, as mm-hmm. So um, I,
0: because I just think it is. You know, years ago, we had heard, actually even, um, we had heard that there would be this, even with the Catholic Church prior to that, with the Catholic Church, kind of all of that coming to um, light, everything that was happening and all the cover-ups. And a few years ago, I think we talked about it, that they kept saying with the shifts that were coming, that people in power that had been abusing power, and people that we had been idolizing, mm-hmm. um, we would see like their true um, direction and their true. So everything that's happened with Jeffrey Epstein and the people connected to it and th- these, these different stars, like, not, like there's no smidge for them to hide, I guess. If they're trying to do something, there's no room anymore. But so many of them don't even look or behave like the same people they were. Mm. when you're seeing them like interviewed or talked to or um, I don't know it's just it it does not look like the same person to me or the energy is not the same so I, I just think this whole idea with the walk-ins is a fascinating concept because I am sure if anybody's ever done it it's probably been children and well, then people will say they have whole parts of their their childhood they don't remember
1: um you know so so another kind of a walk-in is a born-in you know what i mean so when when you're born a body is prepared you know when you're you're conceived a body is being prepared and then when it's ready you step into it right so you know technically being born is a type of a walk-in but you know as far as like walk-ins it's usually um she had I, I reread Ruth Montgomery's book last week just because it's been like 40 years since I read it the first time but of course you did whole chapter in there on suicide and like
2: I was reading you about know that. like
1: I don't know if you have like teenagers watching this but you know our suicide rates have gone up so much yeah. especially in young people um, and what she said is like reach out to see if anybody you know, was interested in and in walking in because, and she actually gives examples of like exercises on, um, you know, like how to how to protect yourself if you decide that's a better way to leave than jumping off a bridge. Um, you know, it's just I, I thought it was fascinating that there was a whole chapter dedicated to that. So.
2: Yeah, I I actually know a couple people that said that they were on the verge of taking their lives, and this. Calm came over them, and they both said that they they did not feel different afterwards. They went home, fell into a deep sleep, and when they woke up, they felt like different people. Two yeah. two clients of mine have said that.
1: So they may very well be walk-ins. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, they're it. It doesn't have to be the 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 top leaders. It can be everyday people. Because you, you never know, know well, who's
2: gonna make the big change. Yeah,
1: you never know like what little seeds. You know, it could be a, a school teacher that plants a seed in a child's head that moves us in a direction that but you know these are for the most part they're benevolent Mm -hmm. so you know there's i don't know if it's gnostics what group what group what religious group believes that jesus didn't become christ till he was baptized
2: oh i think that was a gnostic i read that because that was he was a walk-in then yeah so that
1: that's what they say like christ would have really the the greatest walk-in you know he didn't become the christ until he was baptized by John Saint the Baptist Gandhi. and yeah. you know so walk-ins like the walk-in societies people look to Christ as the you know like the
2: the ultimate walk-in the, the
1: ultimate walk-in Gandhi too was supposedly a walk-in
2: yeah. I heard Mother Teresa was as well but I think my favorite walk-in I don't know I should have my favorite walk-in but it's Abraham Lincoln
3: my favorite walk-in is Christopher
2: oh, <laughs> <that was awesome. laughs>
1: I love it
3: wow it's crazy <laughs>
0: we need more cowbell um
1: and you think about like the depression that lincoln suffered for all of his yep you know all of his early years
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah so lincoln is you know lincoln is said to be a walk-in
0: and he is an example we've heard about this even with reincarnation with kids but he's an example he had knowledge beyond his time mm-hmm. beyond his 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 um his education, and um like a wisdom that he should not have had. Right in the area he was raised in the education system yeah. that he was. It, so that would see that would almost support to me if a person had not been reincarnated, that a walk in happened um, after you know a, an event. But it's it's funny because I know with one person in particular that I actually witnessed it. I had been, I had read for and seen this person and they had been going through major depression and alcoholism and uh, a couple weeks went by and their child at the time was at the same school as, as Sarah was and they walked past me. It was just he and I on the, on the path and he did not know me, and no. it wasn't because I looked, I, 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 you know, like, I'm, when you're usually another parent, you're saying hi, whatever, Um, he, he was not, if that makes any sense, he was not there, right, <laughs> and he the- actually the- turned and looked at me, and when he looked at me, I thought, his eyes aren't the same, I never got over that, that his eyes, like, the color of his eyes, or any of has like, even like the energy behind the eyes was not the same. Wow. So when I was reading about this, um, and then, you know, soon after, you know, he was doing other work and, um, definitely had a different path in life. But I, I think that he, for that moment or for that space where he was, I think he chose that as well. It's amazing. One of my, yeah.
2: When, when I was, you know, and I, I, known people that have had that experience, who have had near-death experiences, who come back. And, and this, of the two people I know that have had this experience, one just came back with like a deeper sense of spirituality, and the other came back, they're pretty sure they, they switched with their sister that had passed as an infant, which I so, thought was really interesting.
1: You know, you, you know, from a shamanic perspective, Michelle, that's things people can journey on. I mean, I did that, you know, I'm not a walk-in, um, yeah. but you can journey to other people that are walk-ins. And right. it, you know, so if, if, if somebody is really interested in like knowing that, or if they think they are, you know, shamanically, that's a good way to ask for help from spirits
0: mm. on
1: both sides to kind of, kind of help you know that or. Um, but, but, but some Mm. people are fully aware. Franklin was very aware that he was a walk-in. I wanted to read you a letter that he wrote, but I can't, like, I'm not going to turn my computer on. It'll, it'll boot me out of the podcast. (laughs) If I could, could I send that to you as like an attachment? Yeah, sure. Sure. And
0: what was the, what's the essence of the letter?
1: No, the letter. It's a letter that Franklin wrote. Right. Just his attitude on life, you know, like, it, and it was an obituary i think that he wrote for his brother or it was a letter that he wrote to a friend after his brother's death and like just his attitude on life you read it and you think yep he's got like, it like he, he was not just a just an ordinary everyday human you know so
0: right i i agree with that 100% because there's so many of them the men that made america that they had bizarre intuitive knowledge um so did, you know here's another aspect of this um so stephen jobs clearly was part of the it and that revolution
1: Mm -hmm.
0: are there people barb that are designated as walk-ins for medical
1: yeah for for, like is it kind of like just
0: like okay
1: yeah medical um like i said before and henry firestone was uh the 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 inventor of the higher stone the tire. Uh, firestone tire you know so so some of these great great inventions are mm-hmm. you know they come from they come from walk-ins and it's it's, a, it's just at a time where they're really really needed
2: and it so, is
1: and i mean do you
2: from your journeying and, and from your reading and experience do you feel as, as though it's you know a, a higher level spirit it's like hell, I should get down there and do something about this. It's or, a higher.
1: That's exactly what it is, Michelle. It's a higher-level spirit. Do you think it's,
2: they're assigned? Do you think the higher-level spirit makes that decision, or do you feel... Yeah, the, the
1: higher-level spirit makes a decision. So, or, you know, it but, may even be made by committee. Because I was wondering, mm. was it a committee and I'll tell service? You something. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, are you talking?
2: Well, that's what I was wondering, if they're kind of, like, given that project to work on, or yeah, if they come yeah, decide yeah.
1: themselves. You yeah. know, because they're they're also, you know, they're also working off karma, you know, so, you know, so they're helping somebody who's really kind of made a mess of things here and needs to get out. They're helping themselves, you know, but, and they're helping humanity. So it's a, it's a, it's an upgrade for all concerned, you know, and I said about committee. So when did Ruth Montgomery write, like in the seventies? she did. And, and, you know, there were isolated incidents, but they're saying now there's groups, there's groups of walk-ins that are working on this side of the veil on projects too. And I think the, the best way to, that like there was a movie that I watched Sense eight, it's very sexual. Like don't let a little kid watch it, but it was these people in about six or seven different continents and they were completely aware of each other's like thoughts and things. They could share talents. Like, you know, one was being chased by, some some you know evil scientists and the the one that had like jiu powers jumped into his mind so he became like a effort and i like to me that was the coolest concept but
0: now so that was a question i was just going to ask has this this walk-in um a concept or idea um has this happened throughout the beginning of recorded history has it been shown in recorded history like saying go back going back to Egyptian times or Native American um that it was a common practice during those eras you know what, and Katie, you know culturally, what? culturally
2: the
1: the first like so the the German monk Meister Eckhart who lived mm-hmm. in 1260 you know there were references in literature that he may have been like a walk-in so it, it probably has gone back to the beginning of time.
2: I think it has. Okay. We've been we've been uh, getting off track right from the get-go, I think, as a species. You know, it's like right. redirects. Redirect.
0: <laughs> well, and it, it probably had to do with evolving. Mm. If that was the concept even back then, and not to, maybe they didn't even think like us, we probably don't even think we need to evolve. But to get us to that next level right. or the next knowing, Um, they would have needed that, you know, again, how many times have they said, there's no way certain things could have been built. There's no way certain things could have been, um, created during that time. They didn't even have the tools. So uh, the concept of a walk-in is really interesting, especially if it was an an angelic or an alien being that would have had higher knowledge
1: you know, cause there's been books written on that too. There, you know, I had notes in my computer and I'm, I'm just not going to even try to go there. But um, another book, like if people are interested was. In case anybody
0: doesn't know, that's our listener. Barb lives out um, in the country and um, whenever we get her on, we literally are holding her together with um, her wifi with, with bubble gum and, um, <laughs> and rubber bands. Yeah. All so, um, right, guys. We're
1: gonna get Starlink.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but you you're saying Barb that that had that is um, another part of this that people have said it's either alienistic or it's angelic.
1: A- aliens, and- angels. You know, there's been there's been you know there's there's been lots of different books. Um, there's aliens among us, strangers among us. Who Doreen Virtue, I think, wrote. She did. A book, and I think I lent it to you, Katie. Like it was just you a little that. book I don't on, think so. on different I don't think kind they... of angels and how to tell, like how to tell if you've met one.
0: <laughs> if you did, like I owe you books. a book. Like,
1: it was when the kids were like you little. Sarah was probably five or six, so
0: maybe it was, maybe it was given to Sarah then, and and who knows where it is. Um, but that's I I think that that's an interesting treaty or mm-hmm. concept because. I know, even when people are doing um, different work and they're calling on their higher self, Mm -hmm. I think that they're working with angelic beings or and or alien beings. And I've said before in the podcast, how many times have we read something that might have been written in the Bible, and they said there was a glowing orb? There was well, it's no different than (laughs) if they were right. They they went to the mountain and heard the voices. Okay. Um, i
2: hearing voices. Right, <laughs> okay,
0: exactly. But that could have been aliens as well. So it's 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 um, interesting to me. This actually, for me, it resonates even never hearing this. So I think Alex Bradley and and Barb, it resonates with me because I think when you feel that shift with people, and um, you're no longer connected, like the, like again, like a walk-in has happened. Yeah, You feel that. Your gut is telling you. And that's not just that something's off with that person. Mm-hmm. It literally feels like you're talking to a stranger.
2: And I feel bad for the people. I mean, they do have the memories of the walkout very often to some degree. Part of they may... I mean, Can you imagine being married to a
1: walk-in? Michelle, like... no, that's part of the deal. And so yeah. in the reading that I've read and in the... In the re and the journeys that I've done, that's part of the deal. So if you're married to out. someone and they're they're either sick or despondent enough that they're ready to go, mm-hmm. your marriage isn't very good. Oh, and they also the walk-ins don't usually pick people that have really close ties. Oh, that makes you know. Sense. So like if you've got dependent Ooh, children, you're kind of not okay. eligible for a walk-in. You know, de- children that you're close to. So they kind of nice. pick people that are that are like loners or just you know aren't good with social situations but if you've got those kinds of entanglements part of the deal that the walk-in makes with you is that they'll resolve those issues favorably so that like you know your friends family whatever don't suffer on your behalf that's interesting
0: wow that's really interesting and again, uh, it makes so much sense, like,
2: uh-huh.
0: for those people for that time. Now, is there, it probably is a, a silly question, is there a set amount of time they can come?
1: Until they die. Because that, that, that spirit or that soul that was in that body is gone.
0: Right. Oh, so it's permanent. Well, it's permanent. The,
2: Until the walk-in is finished with its Until with the walk-in work. is
1: finished with its work.
2: And then the walk. Yeah, that soul,
1: that soul leaves. that was in that body is—it's gotta it's like you know return body. to return to go. Do not, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to go to jail. You don't have to do it's any. of two hundred dollars, like a monopoly. It's like a free pass. It's a free pass onto your next level.
0: Man, you know that really kind of like I say to clients all the time about relationships and things, and you talk about free will, and I'll say that's not really on you. That's their journey, and that's part of their free will. It's not to say. So now when you think about the concept of a walk-in, they might literally say, eh, not so much. I got other things I got to do. Yes, like, Right?
2: Right. You know, a really interesting thing I read, because I mean, I've been studying walk-ins for years. I don't know why it's always been really intriguing to me. I read various articles and, and kind of just compilations from various books and a lot of walk-ins see a double image of themselves reflected in mirrors, like a strong, like an image that everyone else would see, and then a lighter image, like behind the other image. I I've only saw so only saw it in one source, but when I read it, I got chills up and down my spine.
0: I got chills when you said it. So I wonder if um, I wonder if anything like that has been energetically photographed.
1: Ooh. I, you know what, I don't know, Katie. So I did. I looked, mm-hmm. and there, there are a couple of like walk-in associations. I just kind of briefed through them because it's, you know, all right. I'm, I'm being a bit of a witch right now, but you know, there's associations for people that think they're mermaids or fairies or whatever. <laughs> so I don't always. Just because there's an association. Whatever you
0: identify as. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so, you know, just because there's groups on the internet that identify as walk-ins, I haven't spent enough time, you know, like to, to, to see if I think they're credible. Not that it would matter mm-hmm. to them what I think, but, you right. know, so to like mention that I didn't I didn't have enough time to really look into it.
0: You know, that Well, I think be, kind of doing that too, and I'll, I'll probably follow up. Maybe our, some of our listeners can, can take a look to yeah. see again if it makes sense or if it resonates with with you because we all know we've we've met or we've seen things where somebody says you know I'm a um a coven witch or whatever and you're like not so much you just like to wear <laughs> black that's cute and all but you're not really a witch no. <laughs> I like to wear black too it's very slimming but you're not a witch you're a good person. <laughs> <laughs> um but so that's I would definitely like to look that up myself. Um, and you might have
1: people that, you know, like some of your listeners that might, what do they write you, call you that have had- Yeah, they'll message us or individually
0: sometimes they're on the page. Yep. yep.
1: Yeah. You know, I would be interesting. I would be interested to see like what the community thought about this or what kind of experiences people- Wait, in the because people- audience,
0: please, It sounds, sounds like, like people more have the, this um, or have seen it. And they know it, and they've never been able to – when I tell you that day that person passed me, and it was, it was not – I can't say it shook me to the core like I was afraid. It was not the same person. They looked completely different and basically, like, looked right through me. And wow. I had heard from them later on, heard from the family later on, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same person. And it was not a multiple personality thing.
2: That's a little unsettling.
0: <laughs> yeah. But so saying that, like, once, once we started down this, this rabbit hole, knowing that, it was like, I kept thinking to myself, have I ever had an experience like that? And I've had a lot of freaky things, but that's probably the one. And so hard, I can remember at the time, I was still married, um, telling my ex-husband, I was like, yeah, he looked right at me. I just saw him two weeks ago. And it was like he didn't know me. So, yeah, that's I, I really want to see more. So, you're saying that the, the population of this has increased. According to not only journeys, but stuff that
1: I've read, it's really increasing. And it needs to because of this, you know, shift. this energetic shift. Um, um, you know what? Something else I, I read, I read and Franklin verified it. All these, like, back-to-earth movements right now, like, you know, or mm-hmm. the woman that, what's her name? Shiva, Dr. Shiva. She's probably mm-hmm. walking. Um, yeah. You know, like, this whole back-to-earth movement, this whole idea of, like, being more self-sufficient and having uh, less reliance on government. They say mm-hmm. that, this is, they say, this is my guides. Um, but also, like, I, I, I saw it in something else I was reading, um, these movements are the seeds for these movements have all been planted by Walkins. It's like it's necessary oh, yeah. for us to become more self-sufficient and less reliant. I mean, it's the age of Aquarius. So, you know, less reliant sure. on big corporations, yeah. big government, big medicine, big religion. It's all meant, it's all meant to fall at the age of Aquarius. So um take back our it, it doesn't surprise maybe. me that these that these seedling people, you know, that seeds are being planted right now is like, you know, how to garden, how to, how to make our soil more nutritious. How like compost. all this um, back mm-hmm. to earth movement has been kind of spawned by walk-ins.
0: i um,
2: hear from any listeners' uh, experiences or thoughts on that. So please.
0: Me too. Yeah. I, I really would too. Um,
2: Comment away.
0: When you think like, okay, we went to the best house. Yes. Think about that. So we, we would say, and I, I think I actually use the term, he was he was a Renaissance doctor mm-hmm. for that time out there in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah, you would yes. say he was ahead of his time, wouldn't you? Yes, yeah. No. Yeah. So uh, you know that strangely,
0: be- I mean, that was very strange when you think about it. Mm-hmm. What was in the best house? So if our listeners don't remember go back a couple of episodes barb was a guest on that as well
2: it was november it was this past yep. november
0: Actually, and um
2: i know right when it was remember someone wasn't giving birth at that particular moment
0: oh what
2: it just wasn't that wasn't that when charlotte was born
0: charlotte was born um in october oh
2: well maybe it was then i thought I thought that's when it was happening but maybe. all i know it was very
0: cold mm-hmm. and we were outside and it was super creepy and the, and the road was closed <laughs> and the road was closed right we couldn't get in that's um weird. but he had gadgetry and things in that home that hadn't even be, been like a normal um it's- run-of-the-mill homes let alone out in the middle of the country yeah.
1: the zinc covered table so people wouldn't get viral infections from having surgery right on the, yeah on the you know about table.
2: viruses back then it's like holy moly
0: or the bed or the excuse me the bath upstairs the bathtub, Ooh, the the bathtub, bathtub. upstairs it was like a portable bathtub the i cou- didn't even know there was such a thing um you know the the equipment that he had for x-ray mm-hmm. in his office I mean, pretty, pretty advanced when you think about it. So I guess in my, my mind, I'm thinking, Hey, we must know them. It wouldn't be so unusual that that would have happened within their family. So perhaps there had been something that happened a near death. Mm-hmm. The other thing is nobody else ever moved in that house. It was no. only the family. family.
1: Yep. Yeah. When the sister died, that was the end of it. The house was left to the community and, uh, and that was that. Yep. Wow.
2: And that so, makes, uh, that's one of the biggest signs of, are you a walk-in is, are they ahead of their time? <laughs> that's what, like the number one.
0: It would have to be because what would else, not, not to say what else would their purpose be, but I would have to think that they've got to assist with their higher knowledge in evolving, mm. whether it's just that person or family, but again, a community or globally.
1: You know, and there's certain authors I've always wondered, like, you know, I always thought, well, maybe they're channeled, but like, maybe they're not. <laughs> maybe they're. Oh yeah, maybe it's a walk-in author. Right. Like, man, Amanda Scott that wrote the, um, the, the Bodican novels. Like, I've always mm-hmm. thought Anne Rice. Like, the amount yes. of research and the vampire novels. Like, the amount of historically historically accurate magically accurate it's Mm -hmm. like how and and even like jk rowling i mean some of some of the the research that like they're not just making stuff up there's there's too much detail and there's too much actual history.
2: now think
0: about that just even that so we'll use her uh jk rowling
2: with the harry potter books
0: she she was destitute she just had a baby
2: living out of her
0: living out of her car and was like it wasn't she in like a coffee shop and she wrote the books
2: on napkins
0: yeah and like just came came to her and that was that was the whole series yeah i mean that to me is is i mean that's pretty impressive and that's one of those miraculous stories but when I used to say, especially when I used to write more on my page and I would put out stories about the clients, I don't do it as much because I worry, um, I don't want anything negative to happen with the clients or whatever, and I get permission when I do it, but I would get done with it and I'd be very tired after, and I would go in the next room like the next day. I would read it and I'd be like, "Who wrote this shit?" Like (laughs) Like, really impressed with myself, but I I, that seems to me to be more like we were talking about before that channeling with divine. Because you were right because I remember it, but I like I don't remember the actual concept of the words and everything else. And I think, wow, that's great. I I had clients even say to me where I've done readings and I wrote things down and Michelle, I'm sure you've had the same thing where they call me up later and they're like, you told me blah, blah, blah. And I think to myself, those, that's not my words. I did. Like, I don't talk like that. And I'll, yeah. And they'll say, I can send you a copy of it. And they'll send me like a screenshot and I'll be like, Oh, I did write that. That's not even my terminology. But then you have to think you're channeling.
1: Yeah. And
0: that's not, you know, a walk in so to speak.
1: When I Same. write a narrative, cause I've asked, I mean, I've asked if I was a walk-in, like, I, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't have liked to have been a walk-in. I, I like to be my own self. Same. <laughs> That's that tourist yeah. thing, Michelle. Um, yeah. But you know, so I ask. but if I'm doing <coughs> like a soul retrieval for someone, I, then I have to write a narrative and I never disconnect, mm. you know, like I never disconnect from spirit until I'm done so the narrative is really coming from them, not me, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's a different, it's a different thing. Right. You know, it's, that it's, it's not like, like, no, I mean, there are times where I'll merge with power animals and stuff. It's just a nice thing to do. But when I'm doing that writing, it's not, nobody else is like driving the wheel. The information is just like coming through that hollow bone. So and that's a beautiful I, feeling. I love it. It's a different thing. I think than. Um, you know, it's like, I'm still driving the car. It's just a different radio stations playing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's
1: perfect.
2: I, I I love that.
0: That's a good analogy. I
2: love that analogy because sometimes like you're, you are, you're talking and you're like, it's almost like you're a witness to your, to your words. It's like, wow. It's, it's almost like you step outside of yourself when you're really channeling a spirit. And I don't allow them to kind of jump in very often. Katie, mm-hmm. you're about this. And sometimes they do want to jump in, and I have allowed that a couple of times just to step in. I don't like it, but I have the feeling of kind of standing next to myself and listening to those words.
0: I'm literally like Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost when that happens. I, <laughs> If they do try and jump in, I literally am like, oh, hell to the now, I'll like push them right out because... I can hear them. I want to talk to them. I want to see them, but I don't want them sitting in here. And anytime it happens, my speech slows down.
3: Uh-huh. I feel
0: so weighted, like weighted yeah. down, like tired. And then as, as soon as it starts to do that, I, I, I think to myself, damn, they got in there. That's supposed to be in here. And I'm literally saying in my head, you're not supposed to be in here.
2: Yeah. You're having a conversation <laughs> with the, with this other spirit that's like sharing your body
1: for a moment so i would never even consider allowing a random spirit like a stranger oh no uh, no. to enter but i do merge i willingly merge with my own like power animals like you know Mm -hmm. there's something cool about having a body so every now and then i let them use mine but that's my own energy that's my own um power animals but
0: I, have I keep thinking myself. I let an animal use my body too. Can't talk about it on the radio. <laughs> I know,
2: right
0: What you're talking about. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> when do you show up? I didn't have a perverted thought. Um, Barb, do you see this too? Um. Even now, we were talking about kind of like going into the age of Aquarian and age of enlightenment. And do you think that there is, and maybe it has nothing to do with walk-ins, but more of this um, where people are waking up. we were talking about before about more like growing their own or, but I think that people are waking up. It started with people being scared or having like anxiety. And now all of a sudden it feels like they're, they're like, okay, I'm done with being scared. I've got to do something. I've got to act.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To some extent. Um, but and i just pray that 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 we react better with the next thing that they throw at us because mm. they, the old guard doesn't want they don't want to let go they don't and want to, to move ourselves. ahead it will mean an end to the world as they know it you know so a good thing. <laughs> so there this kind of stuff is going to keep being thrown at us you know and so you know, so I, I, you know, I do think that, that there is, there is help that we are, that we are getting help. And I, yes, you know, so for three years, I just felt so unsettled. You know, it's like, Me what too. have they done mm-hmm. to us? Like, what have they done to like our world? But I'm starting to feel better again this week but, i've started to feel better just but you know like but you know like i'm starting because you i've walked around with rose-colored glasses on for 60 years like yeah seeing the best in humanity and mm-hmm. during covid i saw the absolutely worst and i hated it like i mm. think it was like i was losing my faith in humanity
2: yeah
1: but i think it's um coming back i've noticed that, a shift recently <clears throat>
0: I, I agree with that. I think that um, even the people, my clients and listeners that are more empathetic, that have gone through, it, and I, I know I've said it on past episodes, the two years of COVID was like a, a weird bubble. So we were kind of like working through um, almost like plasma. So everybody was kind of trying to stay in their own lane. And not not do too much, like, basically to attract attention or have everything right. negative happen to them or to their family. And a lot of people, obviously, did go through really hard times during that. So there was this isolation feeling, at which we, in fact, physically were throughout the, the globe. Then coming out of it, there was such a feeling of, like, normally, especially as Americans, we are really... Um, Forgetful about the thing that happened last week that we should still be impassioned about, and mm-hmm. it's done and over. And boy, it did not do that. We did not bounce back um, spiritually, emotionally. Um, if anything, people were very afraid to just go about living their lives. They were waiting um, and have been waiting for like the next, the, you know, thing to happen. Yes the next negative. So people were saying, I can't sleep. I'm having weird dreams, almost like unexplained what they, I don't think they realized. It was almost like a group mentality energy Um, that on a daily basis, they were feeling if they were at the office or even doing things virtually, or if they were out in the stores or at their children's school, that it feels like it was this pervasive thing, not being talked about. And for whatever reason with different things happening, It's all of a sudden like crack that people are starting to shift out of it. Like okay, enough of this.
2: Yeah, they've had enough. I'm not
0: here for that kind of nonsense. I don't know who who put that on. Uh, Another weird thing. I was going to bring this up to Barb because I I know that Barb would could relate to this, especially now that I'm back in New York. I my head feels better. When I was in Florida, I constantly kept hearing, not so much over in that tarpon area, but as we went more inland towards um, Clearwater, I constantly had a high pitch ringing.
2: Oh, wow. Really? In
0: my, in my ear. And I, at, the one that was so bothersome, and it wasn't like I had inner ear infection or anything. I didn't have any kind of an infection. It was a constant, like almost like a nagging. And once we left Florida, it stopped. Jeez. I know. And I know that's a vibrational or tuning fork thing, but it really was getting, it was getting increasing.
2: Was your psychic input, the way you got your information different down there? Did it feel the same? A little,
0: some ways better, some ways more visual, um, with more clarity. But, um, other things I was having more trouble with maintaining that physical, um, part. So whether you feel like, does that make sense? Like afterwards, I would feel yeah. more depleted, or I would feel um, like the next day getting up Great. almost Great. like I hadn't right, like I hadn't slept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes. So sense. I but, so I was wondering if Barb has ever encountered that herself um, because of the work she does and you travel a lot, Barb. Like when I go to well, Ireland, no, it's like you know it's awesome.
1: Do you know that I won't fly into Orlando? Because it affects really? my ears so badly, really. Like when I go, yeah, if I go see my sister, or my girlfriend Kate, it's like I'll fly any place else but Orlando because huh. it's just like excruciating with a ringing, like Katie was talking about—the ringing and like pain—and yeah. it's only Orlando. Yes, yeah. and it's every time I've ever gone to Orlando. Huh. That's fascinating. Do you have any idea?
2: But
0: it was, was as that? we went inward. It was more. I don't think I had it when we went on to the other side where his parents are over towards New Smyrna. Um, I didn't. I didn't have it there. But it was a constant ringing, and it just kept like, like, kind of like growing. Like it would be. I would literally. I, you know how you don't realize either you're losing your hearing or something like that. This was actively like I'd be someplace and I'd go, Whoo, It's quiet in here. There's no ringing." Yes. and then we'd go how, someplace else and it would be Casadega right back were you from oh we were quite a distance from Casadega I didn't even think of that in case our listeners don't know Casadega is um a psychic community in down in Florida it's um you know Dale
1: yeah,
0: I, you know what you're right I don't know I might have been closer to it than I realized but Sometimes, boy, it was unbearable. Like if we were at places that were more like the flea market, I didn't get it as much. But you could feel, I, my whole point of it was, I didn't know if I was picking up something spiritually, psychically, or it was vibrationally something from people. As I said, as a mob, as a collective, there was definitely that feeling of um, fear or desperation so in this last experience. year
2: like an interference
0: yes and right. then i wonder are other people feeling that what i hear because i'm so highly sensitive um are other people hearing that on a, on a on a level or are they feeling it are they the impact and they're getting it clear essentially i'm getting it clear audit audiently
1: that's a good question barb Do you have any thoughts on well, that? well I, I don't know i spent two years feeling like i lived in a jello mold but um Jello. Yep. But, but I just figured that's cause I'm so different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And I'm vocally different and I, you know, I didn't wear masks out in public. And so I had people yelling and screaming at me and, and telling me I was a Trumpster, you know, and that kind of stuff, <laughs> because, you know, Hey, you know, that, that determines our health, but, you know, so just because like, I was so alien, you know, I don't, I I don't change the way I am for anyone or anything, you know. You know I've been burned on the cross probably in eight different lifetimes, <laughs> you know. So I like I was probably more alienated than people that went along a little because I in just, your
0: area though your region I think by large and where the area that Barb lives and and works from I think more people were of that mindset though.
1: They were, and like, you know, like people- More holistic or more like, no, I'm gonna- And I noticed like here, people gave up masks, like, and then I'd go to Albany or Troy or whatever, and everybody would still be all masked up. And it'd be like, wow, this is, and then, you know, so I would drive to my mother's and like, once you got out of New York and not, you know, so the East Coast, like the big cities, I'm sure it was different, but I drive 81 and it's all, you know, rural America. They just weren't wearing them. Like they just yeah. weren't wearing the masks. If you'd go into a chain store, you know, like Hobby Lobby or one of the big gas station chains, you know, the employees would have masks on and stuff. But it was like weird seeing these like two different worlds almost. The I agree the, with that a hundred percent. And the rural world and the mindsets and um Yeah, I you
0: know, agree with I that. Always,
1: I suppose we've always all been aware of it, but it was just so black and white. It's so visual. I, but- Asking.
2: yeah
0: yeah but I'll, I'll tell you being back and 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 the way the energy is now it feels like it's shifting i haven't had that at all that ear ringing
2: oh, thank goodness
0: and i but and and every day i've got earbuds in because i'm doing virtual sessions and doing things like this i'm not it doesn't happen at all it was just this no. weird bubble of time and i thought geez i wonder if it's doing something energetically but i'm hearing it
1: i'm sure everyone felt it in different ways their particular
0: yep. sensitivity. you
1: know but that's also like tinnitus was a was a, a side effect of both covid and vaccinations so mm. you know it, it, there there could be something actually physically that caused that short term
0: it could have been too yeah hmm. but it was it was very strange certain times like sometimes it'd be very quiet and i'd be like wow it's quiet all right, let's see if it stays. And then wherever we would go the next day, I'd be like, nope, there it is again. Okay. But um, is there anything coming up in this in this year um, or things we maybe should be paying attention to, Barb, with things like this, with the walk-ins? Is there is there anything where there you know, has to do Sandy with world Germain's,
1: events? Sandy Germain did that class here, A Light in the Dark, and she's doing a second one. It was really well attended. And, um, most people loved it. I, I did have one guy that was like really upset because I think what the stuff she had to say caused him some, uh, cognitive dissonance, but, um, she's doing it again in April and it's, it's just amazing. And it's like, it's information, you know, she teaches you how to like verify energetically, whether it's something you hear or see on the news or online is true or false. Um, Interesting. You know, I just, you know, and so that too, with like, with the walk-in information. So like, I can journey, like, I just think I'm really lucky. Cause if I want to know something, I will talk to Lincoln or Steve jobs or Ben right. Franklin and ask them what it was like, but right you know, not everybody works the way that I do. So right. it just gives you other tools for like, you know, verifying, that kind of information or scientific information or political information and like i she's just amazing anyway she's just always been somebody that i've been in awe of
0: so, so that's that. a, that's a good yeah that's that's actually good so maybe people being more responsible for what they feel and and what resonates with them as they're paying attention to kind of do a check in yeah um barb how can people get a hold of you and even your workshops excuse me
1: so um most of my workshops are here. here's my internet I was two hours updating my calendar yesterday yes she did <laughs> facebook never <laughs> saved it it didn't save it michelle what? really no so anyway oh hopefully like all the workshops right through to the summer will be on facebook and the website you know tomorrow tomorrow day. Day. we'll try to get <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> so
0: that's willow tree wisdom for our listeners and barbara Neznick. yeah n-e-z-n-e-k right
1: yes and facebook would you say is the best place to look or your website? Uh, facebook is the easiest for me to inter- interact with so um and then usually the calendar's on the on the website too
0: yep willow tree wisdom and barb always has really interesting um, classes and offerings, and and different um, teachers that come. So it's really kind of cool. It's a fun um, so Barb, thank you again for coming on. Um, Michelle, what else do you have coming up?
2: Well, I've got two dowsing classes um, at Barb's coming up, and of course my calendar's not in here with me. But we my also-
1: calendar, I have mine, Michelle. Oh, I have my God. little written one.
2: <laughs> oh yay!
1: And we also have
2: the psychic fair on April twenty second at the the Century Club. Great. So- we're doing that um, we twice a year now. So Nice.
1: I'm sorry? Um, just... All right. So your, your class is April 16th is the Dowsing Level 1. Right. And let me see. The other one's in May. Oh, I see it. It's May 20th.
2: May 20th. And that's Dowsing Level 2. And the yep. Dowsing Level 1 is just the basic, you know, how to learn to douse. we do I, I use pendulums it's much quicker but you just you're programming yourself you're basically applying a filter so the stuff that comes in is from a positive good benevolent source and then the dowsing level two we journey more into uh, how to clear yourself and <coughs> your your home and and you know people places and things how to clear nouns <laughs> and also how to find lost objects so that's it's a lot of fun to do.
0: All right. How about you, Um, I have a a show coming up. It um, has not been, I keep saying it's not been announced, but the ticket sales aren't up yet for Vapor. And so I will be back to Vapor in the spring. Um, So you guys will see that. I'll make sure that I put it out on my Facebook page. It might even be up on my website, but it'll definitely be on the Vapor um, Saratoga Casino website. And um, we still have some openings for the trip to scotland not many but a couple of spots left um so come to haunted scotland with me and then last week of october you will not regret it mm-hmm. and um i'm also still doing the continuing teaching classes with um sharon and we are still doing them um virtually we start the next group tomorrow night as a matter of fact but we will have more and i think we're going to do a course in um, manifesting because we keep talking about how to manifest things for yourself. And, um, it's just really seems like that's a, an area that people want D what are you up hi. to? Hi. Uh,
3: I actually, yeah. Hi there. <laughs> uh, I'm actually DJ in the St. Baldrick's, uh, event on the 12th of March. It's going to be at mm. ink and Ivy house and, uh, house of beauty LLC. It's in Gilderland center. Um, if you don't if you're unfamiliar with what St. Baldrick's does, they it, it's to help raise money and awareness for childhood cancer. You can come in and, and get your head shaved if you choose to, or you can just come through and uh you know sport. make donations and just I'm I'm gonna be DJing and MC in the event and kind of keeping things moving. Uh, our honored child is Abby Dingman, who uh is a friend of the family, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So um it was it was a no-brainer for me to do that. But it's also right next door to mixed breed brew. Uh, which is a which is a it's a uh, the craft beer place, awesome guys That's at cool. mixed breed. I'm sure they're going to be hanging out as well. Super dudes. I actually did a podcast for mixed breed with uh Nick Lee because oh, oh, he yeah. does the 518, 518 Brew podcast and uh we did one from there, but they're right next door. It's gonna be a fun day. Um And it's an amazing event. So please feel free to come out and just support. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, of course, I'm wide open for bookings as a DJ if you need a mobile DJ.
0: Yes.
3: uh, DScottRadio at yahoo.com. I can handle anything Uh, weddings, parties, school dances, bar mitzvahs, 50th wedding anniversaries. I'll come DJ your 50th wedding anniversary. I'll play Sinatra. I uh, love it. And, and some, you know, some of that modern hip hop to get the old folks dancing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Good, good. Well, guys, thank you all again. Thanks so much tonight, Barb, for joining us with this and um, really interesting topic. And thank you to our listeners, especially Alex Bradley. If people don't know who Alex Bradley is, look him up on Facebook. He's amazing, really amazing good. psychic and, and great post from Alex. Very funny and um, very insightful. Um, and thank you again to all of you for your subscriptions, your likes, your shares, and of course your suggestions. We love hearing your suggestions. So keep at it.
3: And if you could do us a favor, whatever platform you're listening on, if there's a rating system on that platform, by all means, if you like the podcast, give us a five-star rating. Oh, yes. Yes,
0: please, please. I love it when I get like, all of a sudden, like a message of people are like, I'm listening to your show. I'm binge listening to it. You guys are so funny. It's such a great you show. I'm like, oh, that makes me so happy. I, don't, <laughs> you I know? don't
3: think, I don't think our listeners or anyone realizes that, you know, when you're, when you're rating the stuff that you're listening to, especially if you're giving it five stars, it helps grow the <laughs> podcast and it helps us reach more people. So.
0: Yep. Good suggestion. Thank you from our producer. Thank you again, guys. Have an amazing night. Happy new moon, everybody.
2: Happy new moon.
0: (laughs) Happy new moon.